Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hello and welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. Sitting in with me today is Paul Aduka. He's from Paul Stella Comedy. Hey, he's, hey. Yeah, he's <laughs> hilarious. He's a comedian, actor, and writer. He's also known to uh, for the handsome, ugly face. Handsome, ugly face maker. Oh, he's it the works. A- Okay. For me. <laughs> He's the handsome, ugly face maker. You guys have to check him out on Instagram. He actually has, does have a handsome, ugly face. Thanks. Thanks, Laura. <laughs> but that's I, what I makes, do the ugly faces. Yeah. It's not my resting face, but all right, we'll but go with what you said. But that's what makes you really funny, though. <laughs> so today we're talking about dating and relationships with a very special guest, The Bachelor's very own Ben Higgins. Now, for those of you who, hi, so for those of you who don't know, Ben famously found love on the show. He got engaged to Lauren Bushnell. They were together for over a year uh, before calling it quits. And for the first time since the split, Ben is in a new relationship, which we'll be hearing about later on in the show. Uh, He's also got his own um, podcast. It's called the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast. He's also the co-founder of Generous Coffee. It's a Denver-based roasted coffee business which invests profits into causes and nonprofits that share a goal of creating sustainable change. Today, we're going to be talking about moving on from tough breakups, chivalry, long-distance relationships, and of course, his new girlfriend. Welcome, Ben, to the show. Hey, thank you so much for letting me come talk to y'all. Yeah, and you know what, Ben? I I must admit, you are probably one of my uh, most favorite bachelors. I mean, you encompass all the things and all the qualities that women look for in a guy. You're sweet, you're kind, and you're not uh, too hard on the eyes either. <laughs> I have to say Is that, that really what women look for? Because it took me three years to find a girlfriend. So um, thank you for that. But it wasn't easy. Three years, eh? Yeah, it was three years after uh, my breakup with Lauren, and I finally found a girl that was into it. So we've uh, we've been happy now for a couple months. Amazing! Only a couple months. Yeah, it's been since uh, December actually. So it's it's very very new. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll talk about that in a little bit. I just I want to hear first about Generous Coffee, which you co-founded. Tell us a little bit more mm-hmm. um, behind the company or the story behind the company. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Well, thanks for asking about this. This is uh, this is a passion project for me. And uh, what it is is I've been a part of a nonprofit called Humanity Hope United for eight years. And my job with the board of Humanity Hope United was kind of fundraising and helping assist in fundraising. And it just got to be weird, where every relationship was transactional, and every time we'd meet a friend or a family member, it was with the hopes that they would donate to the organization. And I just felt pretty shallow and, and odd. And so we started generous with the idea that we could start a for-profit business to sell products with stories behind them. So products that are socially uh, or responsibly sourced, um, socially responsible, uh, that are are made by people all over the world. And we could sell those products and donate uh, the profits to organizations that are doing the work on the ground instead of asking everybody for money. So that is now my full-time gig. I, uh, I do operate as the president and, it has been a, a wild year for us. It's been a huge, huge uh, kind of year. Just take off and see how this new, new kind of idea for business has uh, caught on. And and what do you most hope to achieve with Generous Coffee? Uh, I hope to achieve a community of people that are relating 
um, on a level uh, uh, relating on the perspective of, hey, life, uh, we have a purpose and we have a passion and that life is better when we serve well. So I, at the end of this, if, if the marker of success uh, is there, it would be that we have a really active community of people that are representing generous that are saying, you know, if it's with generous or if it's with other nonprofits or if it's other for profits, we're choosing to invest our time and our resources to try to make other lives better. That would be that would be ideal. Uh, where can we find the the coffee? Can we order it online? Can anybody get it anywhere? Yeah, so it's a little tough in Canada. Uh, it can't happen. It's just get to jump through some hoops. Um, <laughs> we can't but, get it on Amazon? Uh, <laughs> uh, not yet. We're working on that. Uh, but it's generouscoffee.com. You can definitely please check us out. Uh, we are uh, we, we are growing fast. Our coffee is all special specialty grade, so, um, and uh, so which means it's the highest graded coffee available. And it's all single origin and traceable. So you could actually go to the farms that it's coming from. So it is worth it. And we are working on Canada. We, we love our neighbors. Uh, it's just not easy right now with shipping to get it up over the border. I might have to start drinking coffee again. Do you have it in decaf? Uh, yeah, we definitely do. Oh, perfect. Okay. Do. I think it's awesome and that you're doing that, man. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. No, it's been a lot of fun. And it's, you know, it's really great. I think this generation today... I would say even the people living on Earth today, not this just generation, they really, you know, for the first time really since the late 60s and 70s, are superly, super socially aware, and they want to make a difference um, for the betterment of everybody around them. And uh, and I think this generation has access to do incredible things with the technology and the connections that they can have and the, the ease of travel. So I'm excited about uh, kind of where this is going and also where the people living on Earth today are going to, the impact they're going to make. I want to know more about your podcast, the Ben and Ashley I Almost yeah. Famous podcast. What made you decide to go into radio? I'm, it's fun, isn't it? I mean, I love it's the show. Blast. I love doing my show. So, yeah. <laughs> How often do you it's tape that show? Uh, once a week, um, we we do it. And it's been, the coolest part for me is just the conversations that we're able to have. And it's a, I don't know if you all feel like this, but radio kind of forces you to be intentional and to dive deeper quicker than you typically would in life. And so I feel like through the podcast, I'm able to have really direct conversations with people that are, are incredible people and ask them more poignant questions that maybe would feel weird if we were just sitting having a cup of coffee or if they just, you know, if we were hanging out at a bar. Um, and so for me, I got into it. IHAR had reached out and they had asked if I was interested a couple of years ago and we said yes. And then I mean, quite honestly, the Almost Famous podcast has has been this kind of odd, just like behemoth of a podcast since then. And I really think it's because people love The Bachelor and they also just love being engaged in these kind of conversations that are a little more intentional with people that they watch on TV that they maybe judge from TV. Ben, we have to take a break. I'm really sorry. We'll come right back to this. We're talking to Ben Higgins, The Bachelor on the Dating and Relationship Show. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Laura Bellotta, and sitting in with me today is Paulo Duca from Paul Stella Comedy. He's a comedian. And on the phone, all the way from Denver, we have former bachelor Ben Higgins on the show. He's also the he also runs a podcast called The Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast. And we were talking about that before the break. So if you want to continue, I had to interrupt you. Go ahead. 
Yeah, no, it's, it, I was just saying, it's, I think people enjoy listening to these conversations with uh, reality stars that they've watched on TV that they've probably judged on TV. And they get to hear their stories on the Almost Famous podcast of who they actually are as people. And, and then we get to have a lot of fun with it. So I, I love radio. It has been uh, a ton of fun for me. And you get to do it all the way from Denver? Uh, I go to L.A. about once every other week. Uh, and if not, then I have a little studio set up here in Denver that I get to do it from. But for the most part, I'm flying out to L.A. on a Monday just to record, and then I'll fly back. Awesome. Okay, I want to talk about modern dating now. I want your input. Mm-hmm. So okay. do you believe in acts of chivalry? How do you feel about chivalry? Because um, I, I, mean, I, I, I think it's on life support. <laughs> but what do you think? Yeah, I mean... I think it matters in what context. I, I mean, I think there's a you're opening up a conversation that's going to be uh, incredibly interesting to talk about. But it's hard, you know, at what level can men and women serve each other and show acts of kindness for each other to make each person feel more empowered and make them feel like equals? And I think that's a hard I think that has a lot of uh, difficulty in today's world where you don't want to overdo yourself to make it look like you're trying too hard. You don't want to make, uh, as a man, I don't want to make a woman feel like she, you know, can't also, you know, be in a, a chivalrous position in a relationship. And I also want to to make sure she knows that she's cared for and appreciated. So I, I don't know if it's dying as much as it's more confusing today. Definitely. Th- that's a very interesting Paul, point. what do you have to say? Uh, no, I love, I mean, I love those aspects. Like, I just enjoy doing those things, those little things for somebody. But I, I really, like, appreciate the point of view that you just express because it, it is true it's a little bit it, it's it's a balancing act for sure as, as it as it should be it should be an equal thing and with people being a little bit touchy about it i don't it, know if it should silly. be an equal thing well we'll put it this way you I can't think... you can't have you can't expect everything to be equal with men and not expect like you know still just want us to do everything for you it's, want, what about yeah. for us it's I don't the same think we thing we want everything to be exactly equal i think there are there are a lot of women that do but there are a majority of women that still like chivalry i mean i i i like i said i genuinely enjoy doing it and i think it should be appreciated but still it's the thing i don't like is when you meet someone and in the beginning they do little things like open doors and you know obviously they're not going to be able to pay for dinner all the time okay you have to you know, pull your wallet out at some point, but then, you know, they're opening the door for you for a couple of months and then all of a sudden it's <laughs> And then it's like, get your own door. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to be a disrespectful thing. It really doesn't. You know, she can do it too. It's all right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Ben, what's your point? Uh, what's your point of view on social media and apps? Uh, they've become mm-hmm. a huge part of modern dating. Do you think that they're helpful or harmful? Okay, so let's talk about social media first. Do you think it's helpful mm-hmm. or harmful? Has it been helpful for your relationship? Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's harmful. Um, <laughs> Everybody you know, says I mean, that. I, I, yeah, and I don't want to be the guy that's like, oh, you know, social media is terrible. It's not. It's brought me a ton of really great things in my life. And it's allowed me to connect on my passions and my purposes and been able to market and talk about things that I never would have had the access to talk about without it. Mm -hmm. But I think when it comes to relationships in general, if it's friendships to uh, parent child relationships, or if it's a romantic relationships, social media opens us up to a comparison game that we aren't ready to handle yet. And we aren't fully, I mean, we have an issue with confidence in this world right now. I mean, no matter where you're at, 
social media just adds to the level of insecurity. And it has to. I mean, it's a comparison game. That's what social media media is. And you're used to seeing all these beautiful women like that were on the show, right? The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so do they yeah. look different in person than they do on their profiles? <laughs> Tell the truth. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I think we all do. Um, <laughs> you, know, you, you, have, you have a good picture. Do you tweak your photos you have... too, Ben? <laughs> I do not, but I make sure to post only pictures that I feel like are doing something positive for me. I would never post a picture that That's I feel fair. like is going to be harmful. That's fair. That's fair. I think we all do that. But not ugly face maker over here. He doesn't care. <laughs> I just I just use it for what for for the what I love. The better. But he said he said the same thing. It's it's it, it allowed it's ha- has allowed me to do you know put out my passions in ways that I couldn't have before. And that's the point, right? It is about a security thing within yourself. That's a personal that's a personal uh, journey that you have to take if you're going to let social media run your life and make you insecure or not. That's the that's the reality of it, and it and and Ben's right about it being you know mostly, it's you know what it is that way. But I think social media could be used for for bad or for or good, um, and it depends on what you make it. It's just what you make of it, and uh, if you let it run your life, then it will, unfortunately. And Ben, how do you go from being the Bachelor, actually one of the most sought out Bachelors in Bachelor history, where you can probably handpick anyone that you want, um, and then you actually like meet this girl online and you handpick her on social media, not knowing who she is. And then like, what are the chances that you're actually going to like this girl and get along with her? So you, as you describe it, you slid into her DMS. What made you take yeah. that chance? Um, well, you know, I think there's a, cu- a couple things I'd like to clarify that you just said. One is yes, I, I was the bachelor. Um, is it true that I can handpick? Not at all. Uh, really? not the case. But I'm sure that if, yeah, I'm sure if you put yourself out there enough that you could probably handpick a lot of the girls that you wanted. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Do. And I mean, that's, that's a great, I, I'm glad, keep that perspective of me. That That's really mm-hmm. nice of you. Um, but I, you know, I, what it was is it's not that I wanted everybody. That's not who I am. Um, it's never who I've been. I've never been comfortable in a, um, dating world. And so for me, I was looking for the right person to come alongside my life and I come alongside theirs. And Jessica just happened to catch my eye physically. And so when she caught my eye physically, I was in. Okay. I, I want to talk about Jessica. When we come back, we're talking to Ben Higgins on the dating and relationship show. Don't go anywhere. Now back to the dating and relationship show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. We're talking to Ben Higgins on the dating and relationship show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca and sitting in with me today is Paul LaDuca from Paul Stella Comedy. Hey, hey. He's the handsome, ugly face maker. <laughs> Can you do it now? Do it now. No, I'm going to stay pretty for now. Thanks. It's radio. Why? They can't I tell. I want to laugh. I want to laugh. I know. They're going to have to check you out on Instagram to yes, see please. it. I'm sure they will. What is your handle? Paul LaDuca. There you go. So before the break, we were talking to Ben about why oh, I was asking him and drilling him because I think that he was one of the most sought out bachelors in bachelor history uh, and there would be girls lining up to meet this guy. Um, he actually went online and he messaged a girl, direct messaged a girl mm-hmm. on Instagram and now they're dating. So I just wanted to get his perspective on that, like how he had to 
Well, not had to use social media to meet somebody. It's not a had to thing. I think it's a it's an everyday thing now. I don't think that it's yeah, a, a shameful thing whatsoever. I think it's a great from, thing. I don't get messages from like The Bachelor messaging me. <laughs> I, well. I have guys living into my DM, but I don't want to date them. Why not? <laughs> because are they not good looking yeah. enough? I would, ben, ben said something. It's not just about looks. No, but looks are the first thing that strike us at all. You can't deny that. There's nothing wrong with that. What you choose to judge a person after that is is what becomes the issue or not. I get he, it. He said that he met Jessica. He thought that she was physically attractive to him, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. It's amazing. Of course, that's how we are all attracted to each other at first. And then he probably got to know her, obviously, and they had. They, there was a click. And that's why it's very important to represent yourself well on these sites because people are using social media for dating. You just got to be real, man. Genuine you is what resonates with people. Okay, so Ben, so you yeah. saw her picture. You're like, wow, she's hot. She's my type. And then you just, how did it go? You messaged her. Uh, yeah, you know, I did. It's weird because I, I had been single for a while. I had been uh, in a few dating relationships. Uh, and it, they just weren't the right fit. And so then I'm, I'm scrolling through Instagram. I see, you know, there's a long story to that, but I see Jessica's picture and she caught my eye. Uh, and then, you know, just through a few messages, I could tell uh, more and more that I was intrigued or interested by her. And I read back through them the other day and there was nothing that stood out by reading them that really should have stood out to me other than just her humbleness and her empathy. And, uh, and so social media for me was a way to, I mean, there's a big pool of people now out there on social media, and it's a little different than having to meet somebody in person. Uh, so for three weeks, we messaged back and forth before we ever met each other. That's right. cool. And she probably thought you had this was like a, your account was fake or something. <laughs> I don't know. You have to ask really. Well, kid. who's thinking? Okay, Ben Higgins is is messaging me. Is like this is is this for real, <laughs> right? Yeah. And her, Maybe, her, I mean, her. Sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, I hope that. I guess I don't see it that way. And, and like when, you know, when I messaged her, I was more nervous than anything else. Um, That's it's cute. one of the first times I had messaged somebody like that. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you have that perspective of me that, you know, I am that desirable. Um, but I never felt that. And, you know, for me, that was this was one of the first times I'd messaged somebody and I was excited about it. And she actually did. I know she did ask her mom, do you think this is somebody playing a joke on me? See? Um, yeah. yeah, but. It wasn't. Are her friends jealous? I don't think so. Oh, I, mean, I think, think so. Maybe just a little wee bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think Jessica is such a sweet person that her friends are, are very supportive. But again, I mean, going back to your first point, her friends, you know, see us dancing at a wedding or they, they see us <clears> together. And maybe her friends aren't in a relationship. And I'm sure, just like I would with my friends, there's a little bit of envy. Like, you know, why can't I be that happy? Or why can't I be in a relationship? It's just natural. Um, and that's what's hard with social media is because you see the highlights and you compare your highlights and no highlights feel as great as they, they look. Yeah. I remember dating a guy from Ohio a few years ago, quite a few years ago, and we met in Cancun. And then I had met him on his first day and my last day. And then we decided we were going to date. So I remember the first time he came down to Canada and he's, I'm sitting in wherever I was. And uh, I was so nervous just thinking all these thoughts going through my head. What's he going to be like? Is he going to like me? Am I going to say something stupid? Is he going to say something stupid? What if I don't like him? Like what was going through your head uh, when you were going to meet her for the first time? 
Well, it was actually on the night of my restaurant's opening in Denver. And so, uh, was, yeah, so I had gone to the rest, my very first night of opening up this restaurant, I had uh, the night before uh, been out with friends and said, Jessica, what are you doing tomorrow? Can you fly to Denver? Because she lives in Nashville. Um, and she did. And so it was like 11 o'clock at night. I had been at this opening. I had drank uh, quite a bit. <laughs> and I get a text. I, I can't pick her up at the airport. So she Ubers in my house. And she told me later on that she was so nervous that she – because she didn't know where she was going or who she was actually showing up to see. And in my mind, I was just kind of more excited uh, because I had had such a social night that I I'd kind of forgotten the fears and the nerves that were existing earlier in the day. Yeah. So uh, just, just you drank your face off just <laughs> to forget everything. <laughs> I, I, I didn't mean to, but yes, I guess uh, a little liquid courage did exist. So I bet when you saw her for the first time, if I had to guess, you probably started making out with her right away, didn't you? I did. I walked out See? right to the front <laughs> door, and I grabbed her face, and I kissed her. Because See? That's great. Liquid courage. Yeah, well, we had been talking for three weeks, too, and FaceTiming and doing all this stuff without seeing each other. And that was great because we got to know each other so well. But there was that level of, you know, hey, I want to be around you, near you. And uh, and that was missing. Oh, awesome. So That's the best door. when the chemistry's there. But we need to take a break. We're going to talk about long-distance relationships with Ben Higgins, former bachelor on the Dating and Relationship Show. We'll be back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta. From singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show. We're talking to Ben Higgins, former bachelor, and Paula Duca from Paula Stella Comedy. Hello. It's me. Hi. Hi. And before the break, uh, Ben was just giving us a lowdown on how he met his new girlfriend, Jessica. And they are making a long distance relationship work. So I want to talk about that now. So, how often do you guys see each other, Ben? Uh, once every three weeks. We have a rule that we never go, we, we're never around each other without our next trip together being planned. So we never leave each other without the next trip being planned. Wow, oh. you guys are like falling. Or that's impressive. Fallen. Nice. That's a, that's, a good, that's a working thing right there. So with my, yeah, yeah, yeah. my relationship where I dated this guy from Ohio uh, for three years and it was every second weekend we'd see each other. I would drive there wow. every yeah, every second oh. week, and then he would come to me. And by, but well, I did, yeah. and by the end of it, like I drive for five hours, and then yeah. I get there, I'd want to stab him. But yeah, well, there you go. That's not good. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Je- Jessica showed up. They made out first thing. That's that's a good thing. Yeah. And you, you know what, Ben? I love that you said that because you said a lot of stuff about uh, social media being a comparison game, and and uh, that the highlights. You know, how can you top those highlights? But really. To be honest with you, the, the highlights might get you there and, and have you meet somebody, but like that that's a highlight right there with the way you guys first saw each other and you started making out right away. Nothing can be more <laughs> beautiful than anything. Like Instagram can't top that. So it's about I think it's about making those real highlights out of you know the highlights you, you have uh, with social media. I think it's uh-huh. a, a beautiful thing Was altogether. there a lot of video chatting going on before you met, though? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But you're right. I mean... That you could never have captured that moment right, yeah. on social media. And, like, those are the moments that we're, like, forgetting. And, yeah, yeah. So like, if I would have had my phone out 
when she walked up to the front door and tried to videotape the first kiss. Like, <laughs> yeah. how terrible would that have been? It would have been The Bachelor all over again. You, it's, it's your own <laughs> yeah. precious pers- personal moment, and that's that's the beauty of, for me, that's the beauty of still meeting like meeting somebody online. It's, it's a great thing because you still create your own highlights, what, your own Paul, moments. Are you, you know? meeting people online? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm. And you're sought uh, sought out after because of your. Well, you're a little bit of a rock star too, right? Not just because of that, I hope. But, <laughs> but, uh, but yes, you know. And I've met many there. people through through Instagram and dating apps and whatever. And again, it's in your approach and how you reach out. For me, it's just about being as genuine as possible. Okay, Ben, so ben seems like such a genuine that, guy. Like I, I love that. Like, let's so talk about that, guys. So give some of the uh, male listeners uh, an insight into how to approach someone on social media. Okay, who wants to start? Ben, you or uh, Paul? How do you message a girl uh, on social start. media? Go ahead. Well, you know, I Paul is obviously. I mean, he's a comedian. He's very smart. He's witty. He oh, he's so he funny. Can think on his feet. Thanks, buddy. Um, <laughs> I well, I mean, for me, I've I've tried to do that in my life, right? I've tried to be wittier. I've tried to be funnier. Trying to be funny is never a, a, a good thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so what I've gone with is I'm just very now forward. And I and honestly, I contribute a lot of that to The Bachelor because like I said before, I saw, you know, through podcasting and through The Bachelor that dancing around topics or not being as forward as, as you should be mm-hmm. never gets you anywhere. And so I just will be in a, in a polite way without overstepping my bounds as forward as possible. So with Jessica, for example, I said, hey, don't ask how I know you because I, I found her through scrolling through Instagram. So that was weird in, in general. Don't ask how I know you yet, but if you're interested, I'll tell you, I'll tell you once we meet in person, but I'm interested in meeting up with you or I'm interested in getting to know you. Um, and if so, if you're interested in real, please message back. That was my, that was my, my. But were you following her Insta back. stories? Like you, uh, you, no. Oh, okay. So you didn't even know nope. what, what her voice was like. Her personality was like, you were just going off of, a picture. That's what it is. Yeah, wow. that's that's what you're going yeah, off of in person when you meet somebody. But as she well. could have been a total dork. Yeah, but that's the point. The point is to look the way you do, and then meet, and then t- decide if you know you, you're compatible with this person. And that's cool, Ben, because that's it's just about being genuine. You every single time. So many people are afraid to be honest with themselves and be genuine with themselves. And you can't possibly do that with other people unless you learn how to do that for yourself. And, and I'm, I'm glad that you reached out to her and said what you said and that she took that chance either way because that's really what it is about. Well, at least you didn't say, oh, I think you're so gorgeous and you're so beautiful. That's good. Brownie points for that. Look, Paul, how that's do you okay. reach out? That's okay. Look, it, there's nothing. I reach out all the time. Honestly, I'm just, I, I, whether it's a, I, smiles get me all the time. Smiles and, and eyes, okay? And I'll try to compliment it in, not in a cheesy way. You know what I mean? It's more like, because they have a, a, a ton of guys messaging them much worse, by the way. But it also just saying, much like, worse. yo, baby, what's up? That's not how this works. You know what I mean? It's still a genuine, like, I'm, I'm interested. I'm, like what Ben is saying, I'm very forward as well in a, in a good way. Not like, uh, you know, too, for, like he said, there's a balance. And when you're genuinely interested, and she obviously saw his pictures and was interested enough as well, whether she knew he was the bachelor or not, and uh, and decided to take a chance. There's I, nothing, but I think there's something endearing to being a little persistent, not crazy persistent, sure. but just a little persistent. There's something endearing about that as of well. Of course, of course. Okay, I, before the break, because we have to take a break soon, I just want to continue uh, to talk about how to make long distance uh, relationships work. So, Ben, do you have any uh, suggestions? 
FaceTime. That's my that that is my suggestion. Is, yeah. is FaceTime is the gift to relationships that are long distance in 2019. Mm-hmm. Could also kill your relationship too eventually because if you have to go somewhere and you don't want them to know where you're going and then you have to they're like well if you don't time, want them to know time. where you're going then you're hiding a little more than you should. Isn't <laughs> That's it? right. But yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying <laughs> it could kill your relationship in the future. But that then that would mean that you're in the wrong relationship if you have to lie. Okay, but I think too is to set some ground rules to manage your expectations. And, um, and you know, ha- have that chat on what you both expect from the relationship. How about talking dirty to each other? Mm, Jessica uh, is not, Jessica's a really, really uh, great girl. And I would say that, like, that is not a, a something that she would probably feel comfortable no. with. And wow. so not that that's not a, been a piece of my relationships in my in my life. I'm just saying that it would be awkward for us. So that doesn't fit our relationship. All right. And avoid dangerous and tempting situations at all costs and communicate regularly. We need to take a break. You're listening to the Dating and Relationships Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We'll be back. Now back to the Dating and Relationships Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca. On Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. We are talking to Ben Higgins, former bachelor on the Dating and Relationship Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Velada. Sitting in with me today is Paulo Duca. He's a comedian, actor, writer, and handsome, ugly face maker. <laughs> I'm gonna start, I have to get a shirt that says that now. Why don't you? I can't okay. believe you actually don't have Will it. Will you buy one for me? I is would love the... to. I'll buy you a shirt, yeah. Okay, thanks. Okay. Because I'm a comedian. I'm not I'm not rich. There's a difference. Okay, I'll buy you one, right? <laughs> yeah. So, Ben, before the break, yes. Ben's online. He's calling in from Denver. We were talking about how to make long-distance relationships work. He was saying lots of FaceTime, and I threw in a little, I don't know if it was a joke, but <laughs> FaceTime could actually kill your relationship down the road. But uh, So, what you, you said on the break, you said you had a little bit of a point um yeah. In terms of that or yeah. in relation to that. So what do you want to say about Yeah, you know, you make a, de- a really good point, I want to say, is it can kill your relationships. And I've never understood this until my relationship with Jessica. But for years and years and years as I dated, you know, there were things, quite honestly, that I knew I needed to hide in my relationship or not that it would get me into trouble or not that I was doing anything wrong, but it just would be confusing or not make sense or would be unacceptable and, and, and they, these weren't bad things. And so everybody would always tell me, well, you know, when you find the right person, you'll be completely comfortable and confident in talking to them about everything. And I will tell you this, and, and it happened in this relationship with Jessica, is I, I enjoy my time with Jessica. If I'm at a place that I can't FaceTime or that she's going to be confused by, I'll tell her. And I know that there is no judgment or assumptions or negative assumptions being made that if she has a problem with it, she'll just ask right away. And let me respond. And if I'm doing something stupid, then, it, then it'll go okay. So, yes, I, I get your point, but yeah. I do also agree that it's not the right relationship if that's how you feel. Yeah, I just think that just 
sometimes there's jealousy in a relationship and especially with the distance there can be a lot of jealousy so if you're at a, a party or something and I, I'm, I get that you want to let her know that you're there but let's just say you're in the room and you're FaceTiming her and there's you know a couple pretty girls walking by yeah but he wouldn't and, FaceTime at that point like I'm sure they, but, they but have communication ca- no, no, enough no. To- but see that's what I'm saying so if you if someone's used to FaceTiming you and you're and, and you're always picking it up then they expect you to pick it up yeah so but- if you're if you're not picking it up when they're calling you and you usually do then they're thinking it they're that's when the mind starts to wander i know I'm, i've been in a long distance relationship but wouldn't you still i'm sure he works. would say i'm sure he would still say you know like i'm sorry i can't pick up right now texting her right away like i, I can call you in an hour or whatever and we'll do this it's it's still he yeah, can still do so, a phone so call it's like, for example like, like i would call my boyfriend let's say at midnight and yeah. normally he would pick it up but if there right. was a, a night so where if he I couldn't him at, he was in the bathroom you're gonna freak out that's <laughs> no, it but if there were there, if like i'm trying to call him at midnight and he's not picking up and then he's not calling me back that's you thinking the worst that's you thinking the worst i was always right well he was out and i'm like well one be straight up and tell me you were out well then obviously he was that kind of guy though but if you if you had that trust you that wouldn't be the first thing i think i'd be like okay maybe she just can't pick up right now and then she would text me what's what's been your longest relationship uh three and a half years Three and a half years or months? Years, years. Okay, okay? just recently it's been months. All right, what's your point here? Exactly. Okay, <laughs> that's what dating is for. You date to see if it I works, and then when sure it doesn't, you, you get rid of it. You were it talking just... about. <laughs> okay, um, so after the Bachelor, because I want to talk about breakups now. So after the Bachelor, you and Lauren had your own reality show, Ben and Lauren, happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Do you think that having this reality show con- contributed to the struggles in your relationship? Because I think that would be tough. Um, I don't think it helped. Yeah. I mean, there was a, so when you're, so what I think how I look at that is, you know, it was a few months after we started uh, back into the real world, this opportunity came about. We we're doing really well. And then we started to struggle because we started to get to know each other better. And we had to start communicating on things that were difficult and we had moved in together and life was about finances and all those things. And then right when we're starting to hit this place, that's really good for relationships where you really start to engage and, and talk about these tough things. Then the show came on and consumed all of our time, which then took away from our ability to communicate as humans. And instead we had to communicate on a show. Okay. And uh, so, so, and something like same thing as when you're renovating with your partner, so, same sort of deal. Renovating? How many people can relate to that? Renovating to your partner. That's like Oh, I went to a partner. renovation with my partner. I think it killed our relationship, to be honest. Do you know what I have to say? I think what, I had... What's I'm, renovation? Like renovating a house, you mean? Well, or? renovating a house, working on a television show. Isn't that the same oh. type of thing? No, it's... Compl- here's, here's, here's what I admire about well, Ben. We're working about, on a show together. Ho- hold so. on. This is what... I think it's a. It's something... That's, I admire any of you guys who go on a show like The Bachelor because you're your private life is not private at all anymore and you're going through a lot of personal that you're you are truly finding trying to find somebody that you love and vice versa and it's hard to open up in front of the world like that when you're so vulnerable and i admire that you guys did that and then if you had a reality show after that of course it would cause some strain and you still made it work for as long as you did through all that so i just have to say like you know my hat's off to that because that's that's a difficult thing to do at all and breaking up in public, that must have been really difficult. Not easy. And so the thing that gets forgotten here, and, and it oftentimes gets con- like confusing, is people see all of these things, and they think it wasn't fake, or we didn't feel it, or right. whatever. Like, you know, you broke up in public, and you can kind of dismiss it. No, we felt, I, I mean, I, I don't want to speak for her. 
I felt these things. Like, this is my real life. And we did a show because for some very obvious reasons. The money was great. The yeah. money was fantastic. Yeah. And we were able to live a, do, make a living being ourselves in a relationship and, and doing that in the public spotlight. It wasn't ideal. It was hard. It was hard to argue in front of 20 people in your house. And it was hard to try to go to bed at night after everybody would leave and, like, communicate on where we're at as a couple. I think it more... I think more people understand than you give them credit for, though. I do. I think people... Really? Yeah, I do. But we're going to come back to this. We're talking about breakups with Ben Higgins, former Bachelor. We'll be back. You're listening to The Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta. From singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We're talking about breakups today and all sorts of other things with former bachelor Ben Higgins on the Dating and Relationship Show, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta. Sitting in with me today is Paula Duca from Paul Stella Comedy. On the phone, all the way from Denver, Ben Higgins. And we're t- talking about breakups. And do you want to continue with that conversation, Ben? Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, I was just saying that, you know, it's hard to have people watch you on TV. And scrutinize um, you and judge you. Scrutinize you you and then, yeah, and and I hope people realize that it is real. There are things to it that are obviously fluffed up for television. But at the end of the day, um, in my experience, I was in a real relationship with somebody I cared about and wanted to try to make it work. And, uh, yes, we made a probably unwise decision by doing another show afterwards. But... Um, it's really hard to say no uh, when you're in that scenario. And I'm, I still today look back and say, you know, if we didn't make it work, would we have made it work without the show? I don't know. I don't, I don't think actually we would have. So it just allowed us a time to continue, you know, experiencing our relationship in front of people. But here's the crazy part. In 2017, Lauren and I were the most Googled breakup in the United States. So wow. as a result, like my breakup was the thing that I was most known for, which is a massive hit to your ego and really hard to deal with. Wow. But it made you some money, didn't it? (laughs) (laughs) But just a little bit. I don't know if the amount of Googles gets you any money. But then look look on the bright side of things. Everything happens for a reason. And if that didn't happen, then you wouldn't be in the position you are in today and you wouldn't have met Jessica. And Jessica might be way more suitable for you than oh, Lauren was. I, I, I 100% do not at any level regret or look back on that relationship with angst or and even anxiety. But for three years of my life, I was my identity in the public was a victim of a breakup who was a single man trying to have his search for love. That is a really odd place to be for any human. To that's where when that's when pe- what people best know you as. Especially when you're when you're single and trying to get to know people and dating. I'm sure that would you know played a factor, especially in your life. You know, people oh, know who you are before you met uh, Jessica. I'm like I'm sure you had your. Uh, I'm sure they know. Uh, yeah, you know, they like, knew who you yeah, was. Yeah, but I'm, it's like I'm sure it was difficult, like because they're prejudging him as well. Even with yeah, definitely the, the spotlight that we have, you know, on our stuff, it's the same thing. People are either threatened or, or they feel, um, you but, know, insecure with what you do or who you are. Yeah, but regardless, Ben, you always came across as uh, the nice guy, you know, uh, sweet, kind, and all that classy. 
So I wouldn't even worry about it. Screw those people. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he, I'm doing, hey, I'm doing okay. I'm yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, there you I'm doing, go. I'm doing just fine. Okay. And so what advice would you give to people going through a, a hard breakup? Because we always like to give advice here on the Dating and Relationship Show. Uh, man, uh, let me pull deep. Um, so I would go, anybody going through a hard breakup, know that your identity will never be in any other person. Um, and know that the, your identity is never in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Also know that, um, there is confidence in our failures. And so know that the one thing, um, that I believe we all can relate on is that we've all failed or fallen short or fallen down, um, during something. And we will continue and so, to. And we will continue to. And so as you look around you and, and think that the world is falling down around you, that there's no hope and that everything that you've ever known is lost and that you're alone in this situation, know that you're more a part of the community in that moment than you probably are in any other moment. Um, and also my final word of advice would be sit in it, live in it for a bit, that if you live in, in your disappointments and your failures for a little bit and learn from those personally, well, how long? <laughs> I believe it. Uh, I mean, not forever, but I believe it, it does build a character and a grit for sure it does, that allows yeah. you to overcome really difficult situations in the future. For sure. And I, I think I have time for one more question. So in an article, yeah. you mentioned that you expected to be married by 25 because you're, are you 30 now? I just turned 30. Okay. Yeah. Happy well, birthday, buddy. Happy belated. And Thank that you. you feel that you're late in the game. Now, is that an American thing? Because I don't see a lot of Canadian men these days wanting to get married at the age of 25. So I think that Uh, must be an American thing. Or are you a lot of your friends have the same uh, similar viewpoint? Yeah, I mean, I think it's an Indiana thing. So I grew up in the Midwest. Small Uh, town. Yeah, my 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 friends. I, I have eight really core group uh, close friends that are older than me, uh, and they were all married uh, by the time we were twenty five, and so I was the last one. And and at the time, I was so insecure and confused that I couldn't make sense of it. Now, you know, I'm glad I'm thirty and and entering into a relationship that I'm really pursuing a future with. But I was ready at twenty five because that's you know my friends, the, the people I surrounded myself were already there. Yeah, see, we don't breed Canadians. We don't breed men like that. Well, maybe Look, I would there's in- a lot of people who get married young, but I, I really would advise against it regardless. That's see, just, this is That's Paul. a conditioning thing. Paul, that's something you would that's not a- get married at 25. I'm happy that I'm 33 and I'm happy that but I am not married yet. But your got married young. Yeah, but they and they've been to, they're one of the exceptions. They've been high school sweethearts and whatever. But like I, I, I think it's it's great that Ben is now thirty and he knows he, he knows more about what he wants and who he is. And if he was married to someone else right now. There you go. So, he, he would he would have met somebody. So Ben, back in Indiana, all these guys getting married at yeah. twenty five, or these couples getting married young, uh, do they end up in divorce? A lot of them. What are the statistics? Uh, you know, this, I don't. Well, we're still. You know, we're a few years at it. So say they've been in their marriages for about five years. I've now had uh, two buddies that are are going through uh, divorces, which is super unfortunate. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, I do think that's a thing and I do think age matters. Um, And then I do think when you're younger, you can still look around you and think, oh, you know, I'm only 30 years old and there's still some really great singles out there at 30 and I'm not super happy in my five-year relationship. So I'm going to call it quits. And so I don't think it's a bad thing. I just think it's a it's a mindset going into it on if you're really ready or not. Like, is that really suiting your life? And I will tell you, at 30, I'm really glad I've got to, I've got to experience these years single to kind of get 
any type of angst out of me. And, I, is, and I am yeah. ready for a committed relationship. Which is great advice. Stay single for a while until you figure yourself out. We need to leave or go now. This is the end of the show. Uh, much like Bachelor Nation, we're always rooting for you, Ben Higgins. Thank you so much for coming on the show sense. today. Where can people find you? Uh, Higgins.Ben on, so, on Instagram, uh, Ben Higgy on Twitter. And, and please, uh, even if you, if you live in Canada and they can't ship to you, just go check out Generous. And maybe it sparks your heart to do uh, something for others in the world. And, and I would love to be a part of that. So shoot me an email um, at info at uh, generousmovement.com. And Paul. Awesome. Oh, for me, what you can find yeah, me, where yeah. you find me, you find me at Paul LaDuca on Instagram and Paul Stella Comedy on Instagram. And we got a show on June, June 13th. Uh, and uh, we're excited. It's our first uh, hosting bit. And we're excited about it very much so. And for me, you can check out singleinthecity.ca. Check out my new program, The Total Approach, to help men build confidence, uh, help them approach women, and be more successful in dating. Just check out singleinthecity.ca. Until next week, everybody. Ciao for now.